Hi, this is David Woodwell. Welcome to another episode of Pennsylvania Legacies, Pennsylvania Environmental Council's podcast series. Uh, this week, it's a little bit of a different twist uh, in introducing you to our new Director of Communications, Josh Rollerson, who has produced a piece on some really fascinating work done by Google, uh, People's Natural Gas, and the Environmental Defense Fund in Pittsburgh sniffing out methane leaks from the underground pipes. Uh, Peck has been working on methane-related issues across Pennsylvania, mostly with pipelines and compressor stations and looking for you know, really achievable regulations in that field for a while with EDF and others. And this is a neat part of the story that really looks at the final leg of the gases travels to your home uh, for heating and cooking. And so now I give you Mr. Josh Rollerson. If you've ever spotted one of those Google Street View cars making their rounds, you know they're hard to miss. Each one has this elaborate contraption mounted on the roof with a 360-degree camera on top of a long pole that makes them really conspicuous. Well, in a handful of cities, you may spot one that's carrying a little extra hardware. So this is um, the inner workings of this uh, LGR methane-ethane analyzer. And that's so Karen Tuxen-Bettman, program manager for Google Earth Outreach. She took me for a spin in a specially outfitted street view car that's been viewing the streets of Pittsburgh lately, gathering air quality data. Air is uh, pumped in through an intake tube in the front of the car, the front bumper, and it's it's brought in through this tube, through the window, um, and so it comes around and it goes to the, the trunk in the back of the car and gets pumped into the methane-ethane analyzer. The goal? Identify small, previously undetectable methane leaks from natural gas distribution pipes buried deep underground. So the methane-ethane analyzer is the big gray box. It's about the size of two or three shoe boxes. And then there's a GPS box, which is connected to a GPS sensor um, on the roof. And then we also have a wind measurement, or an anemometer, which is measuring wind velocity and direction. Um, and that data is you know, being um, uh, streamed into the car as well, and all of it is being then transmitted via um, a cellular modem uh, up to the Google Cloud. As we cruise around downtown Pittsburgh, we watch those data being graphed in real time on a dashboard-mounted monitor. There are two graphs. One shows levels of methane, one for ethane. As we drive along, we can start seeing um, corresponding peaks and dips, and then we can, we can know that that's actually a natural gas pipeline. We didn't see one on the last drive. We'll see if we see one on this one. These methane-sniffing Street View cars have been busy in Pittsburgh. Over a six-month period last year, they covered 320 miles of roadway in three neighborhoods where they sniffed out approximately one leak for every two miles of pipeline. That's a fairly small sample size, but the implications could be big for a city with lots of aging infrastructure in a state that has more leak-prone gas distribution mains than any other in the U.S. That's potentially a lot of natural gas leaking out, and that's a serious concern for utilities, regulators, and government officials. But not necessarily for the reasons you might expect. These leaks we're looking for, they're too small to pose any kind of safety risk. Even though there's a lot of them, there is very little danger of an explosion. The risk we're talking about here is more subtle and more long-term, according to Fred Krupp, president of the New York-based Environmental Defense Fund. Methane uh, is 90% of what, um, what composes natural gas, which does burn, as, as you've heard from the governor, cleaner than coal. At the same time, uh, when natural gas escapes... Um, from wells or processing facilities or pipelines, it powerfully warms the planet, in fact, 80 times uh, more so 
than the damage that is caused by carbon dioxide. EDF is sponsoring the research in partnership with Google. It's an effort to help local utilities identify trouble spots and prioritize replacement of old pipelines. Krupp says with the information they're gathering, cities could put a big dent in their greenhouse gas emissions. Of the global warming we're experiencing today, methane causes a quarter of that. It's a pretty big fraction. So reducing emissions from our oil and gas supply chain, whether it's from wellheads or the pipes under your street, uh, turns out to be the fastest way to bring down global warming. Locating all those tiny leaks is more complicated than it might sound. For one thing, just because the Google car may catch a whiff of methane here and there, that doesn't necessarily mean it's coming from a leak. Not all methane comes from underground pipelines, so there may be methane from uh, different uh, uses, for example, landfills or wetlands uh, or sewer manholes, you know, that totally normal kinds of emissions that are, all of our cities have as part of their living and breathing. And that's why the car scans for both methane and ethane. Both of those compounds are present in natural gas, but... Anthropogenic or biogenic sources, wetlands, landfills, don't have ethane. So if the machine is picking up traces of methane but not ethane, leaky pipes, probably not the culprit. And also on any given city block, those pipes may or may not be the only source of natural gas in the air either. Especially in cities where natural gas-powered vehicles are becoming more common, you have to be able to screen out any false positives from things like truck or bus exhaust. Google Cars can do that too, thanks to software developed in partnership with researchers at Colorado State University. The essence of the algorithm is looking at the area under the curve. Is it a spike or is it a slow, gradual um, you know, increase and decrease? These are the kinds of things that uh, are telltale for different types of sources. And so a natural gas bus, for example, um, if you're following it, it would be a consistent release over time. The project began in Boston, where it found thousands of leaks. Since then, it's grown to cover 11 U.S. cities. It began monitoring Pittsburgh's air in 2015, not under a court order or under pressure from environmental groups or consumer watchdogs, but rather at the invitation of the city's largest gas supplier, People's Gas. That may not seem like the most obvious partnership, but Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf says there's good reason for industry to be proactive when it comes to curtailing emissions. The nice thing is companies like People's Gas have an incentive not to emit methane into the air. That's lost re- revenue for them. And even though the, the Public Utilities Commission has a rate structure that allows them to recoup some of the costs of losing methane right now, which is a bad thing for the environment, for the most part, companies like People's have a real stake in making sure they don't emit methane. Governor was speaking at a press event in Pittsburgh where Google's methane maps for the city were being unveiled alongside benchmark data from other cities. Carnegie Mellon University engineering professor Alan Robinson has been looking at the numbers. He says they show older cities in the eastern part of the country tend to have leakier pipes, as you might guess. Distribution systems further west they tend to be newer and more robust. But it really varies widely. So as you know, they were talking about, Boston is sort of one extreme. And Indianapolis is right. the other, right, on the good end. And, and uh, Boston, you know, the estimates there, about 2.5% of the methane that's distributed is leaked into the atmosphere. And I don't know what it is for Indianapolis, but it's much closer to zero. And Pittsburgh looks like it's in between. Getting a little closer to those Indianapolis numbers, just one leak for every 200 miles of roadway will be a huge undertaking. 
people's gas is at the beginning of a 20-year, $3 billion initiative to replace all of its old pipes in the state, starting with Pittsburgh and Allegheny County. With an investment that large, President and CEO Morgan O'Brien says people's will need all the data they can get. As a utility, right, my peers around the country are sitting there saying, why are you holding a press conference to say that you own a bunch of old pipes that are causing environmental issues, right? Um, And my discussion is not that I have those pipes because they exist, and that's the reality of the world, and we know that. The reality is is we're going to work hard at fixing that problem. People's Gas has only just begun the work of finding and fixing all those leaks. Mapping methane is only the beginning for Google, too. Karen Tuxen-Bettman says they eventually want to build sensing technology that will be able to measure all sorts of air pollution. Capturing not just methane, but capturing particulate matter and black carbon and ozone and NO2 and NO and CO and CO2, just a lot of different um, pollutants that are harmful to both the climate and our human health. That's where the applications could get really interesting. Tuxen Bettman sees the technology as a tool for public health officials, city planners, really anybody who has to make decisions based on air quality. Especially when we start thinking about, you know, um, a mother with a child with asthma or uh, a city planner who wants to figure out, should I should I change my, my traffic light patterns to reduce idling traffic? Or, you know, should I put in a median or a sound wall or trees, all of which can potentially help um, break up the air pollution or reduce it? Eventually, it would be a fully public-facing service. Think of air quality data layered onto Google Maps, along with all the other tools consumers already use to find locations, get directions, navigate around traffic. I guess the question is, can we use the entire Street View platform someday as environmental sensing platforms by equipping them with with low-cost but accurate sensors? It's kind of unusual to see all these disparate stakeholders. Industry, regulators, innovators, environmental groups all coming together around a single idea like this one. But whether the goal is curbing greenhouse gas emissions or safeguarding public health or improving efficiency, therefore revenue, Governor Wolf says collaborations like this one work. We can't keep arguing against each other and say, I'm either an environmentalist or I'm a strong uh, economic growth person. We need both. Legacies is a production of the Pennsylvania Environmental Council. The views expressed by guests and even by the host are not necessarily those of the Pennsylvania Environmental Council. And look for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council at www.pecpa.org. Thanks for listening.